This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri Land, and this is The Full Story. In one of Australia's food bowls, about four hours northwest of Sydney, a fight is brewing. The Liverpool Plains is an area of rich farmland. Other farmers go to the Liverpool Plains and drool when they look at the soil. That's how good it is. But it also has mining in the area already. For decades, locals have fought off attempts by energy giants BHP and Shenhua to mine for coal here. But now, Australian oil and gas producer Santos has started asking farmers for access to their land, setting the stage for a new battle. And it's one that sparked the interest of Guardian Australia's rural and regional editor, Gabrielle Chan. And so now you've got this big Australian gas mining company in Santos, and you've got this very organised community comprising of strange bedfellows. They include farmers, traditional owners and even some teal independents. If this was the Amazon, people would be up in arms. The Piligiri is covered. It is so immense. It's incredible. You've got white people coming for the gas, white people for the coal, you know, and at the end of the day they're destroying our country. And they're actually our scarred sites amongst all that as well. And in a way, if this community doesn't win this fight, then there's not many rural communities with the assets, resources and political savvy of this bunch. Today, the battle for the Liverpool Plains. It's Monday, the 13th of March. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So Gabby, what is this fight all about? Well, the first thing you need to understand about the fight is land ownership. Farm owners own everything on the surface of the land pretty much, but they don't own what's underneath. And that's where petroleum and gas exploration licences come in. So those licences are issued and then from there it's a delicate dance between farmers and coal and gas companies as to how those companies get access to the resources underneath the land. 
So this is an area where farmers have fought and won fights to get rid of Shenhua, the coal mining company, to get rid of BHP on the Karuna coal site. So it's been going on for a long time. But in the meantime, other licences have been issued and Santos obtained these licences from the New South Wales government over a decade ago, but they've been dormant and coal seam gas mining on the Liverpool plain was largely ruled out by Santos. Right, so what's changed? Here we are, middle of... Black soil In January, Santos started seismic testing uh, on the edge of the Liverpool Plains. Santos said they would not touch the Black Soil Plain, but here they are exploring the gas on exactly that. And at the same time, the New South Wales government issued an authority to survey, which meant the company could start negotiating with farmers about accessing their land to begin planning the route for the pipeline. So Santos is signalling that it could be interested in this land once more. What type of developments are the local farmers worried about here? So one of the projects involves actually drilling for gas, potentially, on the Liverpool Plains. And the other one is to build a pipeline to transport gas from that project and other projects in the region to the port of Newcastle. Unfortunately, we can't confirm the actual details of the project because all we know is what is on the websites for Santos. Um, I've tried sending questions to Santos, uh, but I get no reply. And what was Santos actually testing for? We don't know that either. We really don't know anything about that process or what they're looking for. We do know that their fears aren't completely unfounded because some landholders, particularly uh, in the pipeline area, have started getting letters asking for negotiations around access to their places. So when Santos began seismic testing in the area in January, how did landholders respond? Banding together on the outskirts of Gunnedah, Angry locals forming a blockade to stop Santos seismic testing trucks from entering Milroy Road. Go home, Santos! Go home, Santos! That's why they're here, conditions of their licence. Their aim is to mine this Liverpool plane. They sent out a call amongst themselves and a whole lot of people turned up uh, on the road where Santos was trying to get in to conduct seismic testing. And so the scene was pretty much a whole lot of community members, farmers in the kind of traditional blue work shirt, cubras, hats, boots, uh, standing in the way of trucks. But you guys need to get off the road first. (laughs) And farmers involved in this campaign have started rolling out videos just this week ahead of the March 25 New South Wales election. It's ludicrous that Liberal National Government are wanting to introduce coal seam gas onto the safest food producing area in Australia. That defies logic. If these gas fields are allowed to go ahead, 
it's going to destroy my farm. Urging voters in the area to vote for independence over their local National Party candidates. Why do you think farmers in this area are so opposed to Santos developing on their land? I've spoken to a lot of farmers on this and the majority are worried about the effect of drilling through the Liverpool Plains to get to gas and the effect that that could have on the water table. Uh, It's an important feeder for the Murray-Darling system. So water is the number one uh, issue by far. Uh, Secondly, disrupting their production cycles uh, with their stock and with their cropping. They're worried about climate change issues like emissions from gas mines. The traditional owners are just worried about what it does to their heritage and history on that country. So there's lots of different things people are worried about. But I would say number one would be water. And off we go. So um, we're sitting here in your house looking out on the beautiful Liverpool Plains. So tell me... uh, So you actually visited this area to find out more about the community's views on Santos. Tell me about that. Kate, can you just introduce yourself, please? Yeah, I'm Kate Gunn. I'm part of a family farming operation on the Liverpool Plains near Gunnedah. We are broadacre dryland croppers. Primarily, we have beef cattle as well. So I went to the Liverpool Plains to meet farmer Kate Gunn, who is right in the middle of the area that could be potentially affected. So should a you know large-scale gas field develop, there are a number of risks that are relevant even if you don't have a well on your property. For example, the risk to groundwater resources is significant because we know the underground aquifers are connected. She was holding an information day so that local farmers could understand more about the gas project, what it might mean for the region and potential threats. We are hoping that people realise that Developing coal seam gas across the Liverpool Plains is an exceptionally bad idea and simply should not be allowed to happen. There are farmers in this campaign who are now in the next generation of this uh, issue and they've started coming back to their farms, their family farms, to set up and establish a career in farming having done pretty interesting degrees in city places and started uh, their professional lives. And they are really the next players in this story as it unfolds because it's now multi-generational. How long have your family been here for? It's a very good question and I'll stuff the years up, but uh, my brother Jock and I, uh, we're sort of learning from my uncle and my father, but we'd be fourth generation. I met two brothers, Hugh and Jock Brownhill. We double crop each year. We grow summer and winter crops, uh, irrigated and dry land. And so, yeah, it keeps us pretty busy. They're part of this new young generation of farmers who are enthusiastic 
um, but also realistic about all the risks they have to deal with, including climate change. And they're very keen to get runs on the board in farming. But yeah, like farming country covers big areas of land and under that is water, which we utilise as we're irrigators. And I just think that is nearly the most important resource to anyone, not just farmers. So if you're going to damage, if there's a risk to that, whether it's worth the risk, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm a farmer, so I'm probably biased and saying I don't think so, but I'm not sure. We deal with risks every day. There's so much that we have to think about and, and work with, and it really makes you question if, if, if these two sort of industries can coexist um, and what are the damages going to be environmentally, socially to this project. Uh, my name is Rosemary Nankerville. I'm a landholder on the Liverpool Plains. One of the other farmers that I met was Rosemary Nankerville. She and her husband, Paul, they have a long history in the area. I'm a former farmer. I managed my own property for 30 odd years and um, my sons have taken over. And they have also been right on top of this uh, campaign in the area, whether it was Shenhua, whether it was BHP and now Santos. How many farmers uh, do you think are supportive of that project in your experience? Well, probably I think it was 336 landholders of which apparently 28 had said yes 10 years ago. Now we know for sure that some of them are reneging at the moment and for this gas pipeline to go through, it'll be very, very difficult. Farmers are incensed and angry. We are not a runway for the gas industry. The gas market is also part of a national political conversation right now. There's this question that the Greens are raising of whether new gas projects should even be approved at all. And at the same time, the competition regulator, the ACCC, has warned that the East Coast could face a gas shortage this year. Rosemary has strong feelings about Santos, as she did previous companies, and she thinks that the whole gas shortage argument is a furphy. We keep getting told by governments, both federal and state, that we need more gas. What do you say to that? That's absolute nonsense. We also have a pathetic um, gas reservation policy and Australia is one of the largest exporters of gas in the world. So there's absolutely no gas shortage. And for these people to say that gas is a transition fuel, well, it's been a transition fuel from 11 to 13 years and it's going nowhere. This is a dud project that will do a lot of harm if it's allowed to go ahead. So it sounds like the farmers have pretty widespread support within the community for their campaign. What about the traditional owners of this land? What do they think about Santos's plans? Yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, most people say, oh, Camilleroy, Gumaroy, Gumaroy person. Yes, I am. Whatever term they want to put that in. Yes, that's a nation. I'm actually uh, belonging to the Waholo clan group as well. Uh, you're actually sitting on Red Chief land as we speak today. The traditional owners are the Gomoroi people. They are, have been against this project. They were against the Shenhua project and they were also against the BHP project. It's land that uh, our ancestors roamed on as well and, you know, and there's really scarred sites out there. Mitchum Neve, who's a Walholo uh, Gomoroi man, uh, was very frustrated, I guess, by the lack of 
political will in government. So for 200 and say uh, 30 years, we've been fighting against the same bureaucracy that the, the white men's impaled upon us, that we have to bend down and, and just accept them to uh, take over and do what you want. But also uh, the bureaucracy that they've had to deal with over the years, not listening to the local community. I used to put it in a term so people today would understand the terms. That's our Glippity site. That's our war memorial site, you know, show a little bit of respect for our First Nation people and our ancestors who actually um, controlled that area. I just need the uh, government departments held accountable because at the end of the day we're arguing with them, we're arguing with Santos, and at the moment they, uh, they just do whatever they wish. Thanks very much. All right. oh, yeah. That's really interesting. It is interesting. Okay, so lots of different sections of this community who seem pretty organised and all against Santos for various reasons. What is their plan of attack exactly? Their plan of attack is simple. They want to reach out to as many people, whether it's the city or the country, and try and leverage any support that they can get to place political pressure on the powers that be, the people, the governments who will make the final decisions around this gas project. Do you want to wait? In fact, when I was at Kate Gunn's house, some of those decision makers turned up. There's uh, a chopper landing with full of teals, so we'll make it quick, but hopefully you can use this as atmos. Kylia Tink who is the independent federal member for North Sydney, came with uh, Sophie Scomps, who's the member for McKellar, an independent also. Next, the Teals arrive in the Liverpool Plains. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. So why were the Teal MPs invited to this information day at Kate Gunn's farm? Basically because the other parties have forsaken them. So tell me your name and how you fit in here. So I'm Helen Strang. Um, I'm a farmer and I live in the Tamba Springs District. And um, I'm also the president of the local CWA branch and also the Namoy Group executive member. So why are the teals coming in here? I think um, 
I think a lot of us are feeling very much um, just taken for granted. Um, we've been asking our federal and state politicians to um, hear our voices. You know, we're not a priority. The National Party have been very equivocal, if not supportive of some of the the mining projects. The National Party has strong links into the mining industry. And if they're going to understand the concerns we have and promise to help us, well, why wouldn't we be looking for their support? Why is this land fight in rural New South Wales a matter for federal government? The federal government has powers over things like environmental controls. So the state government is the planning approval body, Uh, but the federal government has a thing called the water trigger, which means that big projects have to make sure they have a plan not to pollute water, which is obviously the number one resource anywhere. Uh, Okay. So just introduce yourself. Um, Where are you from? So, hi, I'm Kylie Tink. I'm the Independent Federal Member for North Sydney. And so why are you here? It's a long way from North Sydney. Oh, for me, it it may feel like it's a long way, but actually I grew up out in this part of the world, so I grew up... Kylie Tink comes from Coonabarabran, which is really close to there. Quite unusual um, to have a federal member in the city uh, from a country area so close. And so she was interested uh, when they reached out to her and she brought Sophie Scomps along. Without a shadow of a doubt, the number one issue for the people in North Sydney was climate action and a concern about what was happening around us. So I didn't even hesitate to say yes to coming out. And given that they make up a very influential crossbench in quite a close parliament, um, Labor has a majority but it's quite a close parliament, They have crucial leverage over many decisions in the parliament and they have regular contact with ministers. So just to be clear, you both do not support the Santos gas project and the Hunter gas pipeline um, in this area. No, I don't. And I think what it comes down to fundamentally is the fact that there's consensus internationally that there needs to be no new oil and gas. This is new gas. I do not support this project from Santos and I do not support it moving forward any further. I think for me this visit has just cemented that belief because it's taken it from a gut feeling that it was the wrong thing to do to actually now having that evidential base. So what's in this fight politically for the broader Teal movement? Given that the whole Teal movement has really kind of broken open the existing political system, it was really interesting to me that they, if they start reaching out to other communities to support them on issues that they feel are important to their voters, you could see a, a, quite a different cohesive effort between electorates that may work for them, it may not work for them, we don't know yet. It's, it's almost a kind of live political experiment happening before our very eyes, which is why I was so interested in this story in the first place. 
So you have all of these different farmers and interest groups turning up to Kate Gunn's house to find out a little bit more about the campaign and what the concerns are on the ground. They sound very organised and very motivated, but what happens next? So city and country, as you can see, are getting more connected around this particular issue. They are trying to use all the influence they have uh, in order to stop this thing. And if they don't stop the project by political means, I would put my money on them locking the gate, which means they would literally deny access to Santos. That seems to be overwhelmingly the feeling on the ground amongst the farmers I've spoken to. Santos already has conditional approval to survey on farmers' uh, land, but they have to negotiate with the farmers first and the farmers can put a whole lot of conditions in there that make it really tricky for Santos if those original negotiations break down. Those conditions could include things like you can't walk through crops, uh, you can't enter certain paddocks, calves with cows, lambs with sheep. You have to set out exactly where you want to go. There's all sorts of things that could be conditions in those agreements and that makes it tricky. What happens if Santos pushes this through? I think there'll be an enormous uprising. We're very hopeful that Sandoz simply can't proceed with this pipeline. Uh, I know there will be legal challenges. It'll be a nightmare for them. To me, this fight represents a new way of independent politics that is potentially pretty disruptive but also pretty powerful, that is connecting city and country. And it also represents a sort of changing of the guard in farming sectors that these younger farmers that we talk to, climate change isn't a big political ideological debate for them. Climate change is here and it's one of the risks that they have to deal with. And so for all of those reasons, I think it's worth watching this story as it evolves because no matter who wins, the outcome will be fascinating. That was Rural and Regional Editor Gabrielle Chan. You can follow her coverage of this land use battle at theguardian.com, including a feature article I recommend you check out. It's on the long and interesting history behind this fight between agriculture and mining. It's called Strange Bedfellows, Inside the Campaign for the Black Soil Plains. We'll post a link to that in the full story show notes. This episode was produced by Alison Chan, Camilla Hannon, Laura Briley-Newton, myself and Joe Koning, who also did the sound design and mixing. Joe also wrote our theme music. The executive producers for this episode were Miles Martignoni and Laura Murphy-Oates. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The EY Tech Connect podcast brings you candid conversations about the most pressing priorities facing tech, media and entertainment, and telecommunications companies, and provides strategic insights on the key issues that matter to them, including topics such as the top 10 opportunities in tech, the next generation of gaming, the future of connectivity and content, and the latest talent strategies. The EY Tech Connect podcast is out now. Download today from wherever you get your podcasts.